Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Catholic Spectrum. I am your host, Jason Barrett, and I deal with the latest autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. And this, wrapping up 2021 with my countdown of the 20 best albums of the year, as well as throwing in some bad ones of the year. And I'll probably give you guys my assessment of First, let's get the four bad albums out of the way. Um, first up is The Offspring. And this is in no particular order, by the way. Let the Bad Times Roll. Let the Bad Times Roll is aptly named because this album was so ridiculously late, and by the time it got here, it was just terrible. There was bad production all around. Um, there's a really bad version of their own hit. Um, Heaven so far away, and then you got a couple songs that just are cringy, and there's even a bad version of the Hall of the Mountain King. I mean, when you're going into the public domain for your songs, and then making it sound worse, sorry, that's not going to work for me. Uh, Coldplay did an album called Music of the Spheres. I wanted to check it out because I am a Coldplay fan, but... It really felt like Chris Martin was trying to be Roger Waters and failing. There were way too many interludes, and the song, I mean, and the album just didn't have any cohesion. It, I get, I like the idea of the concept behind it. It was uh, about what music would be like if it came from other planets. He got inspired by um, that cantina scene in the first Star Wars movie, but it was just bad. Um, Pale Waves came out with their second album, Who Am I? And it really felt like a bad Avril Lavigne album. And I'd actually heard that Pale Waves was good a couple years back, so that was the only reason I checked it out. So let's get into the albums I did like. Coming in at number 20 is Adele with her fourth album, 30. Um, I like this one a lot. It was still the same kind of stuff that you come to expect from Adele, which is actually a good thing. Um, had some really nice hits like Easy On Me and Oh My God was pretty good. Cry Your Heart Out was a great song. All Night Parking was pretty good. But I'm ranking it at this point. Part at this um, low point because, like I said, it's more of the same from her, and that can either be a good thing or a bad thing depending on your opinion of her. And I saw her concert that she did on CBS last year and this year, and um, it was fine, but Oprah Winfrey had to take the spotlight from her and make it all about her. Number 19 is next. Next up is number 19, Dinosaur Jr. Sweep It Into Space, their 12th album. J-Masses sounds pretty good on this one. The rest of the band sounds great, too. Um, 
if you know what Dinosaur Jr. is like, you know what to expect. He's got the same vocals he's always had. He still sounds, I mean, the music does have a bit of a lighter feel from how they were in their early days. And personally, I like their early days better, but I had to put this, but I had to check this out because I like Dinosaur Jr. a lot. Um, best songs were I Met the Stones, I Ran Away, nothing to do with the uh, song from Flock of Seagulls, obviously. Uh, Garden was pretty good. And Take It Back was a very great, I mean, it was a pretty great song to be released. I got, I played this album quite a bit, but. There were a lot of other um, ones that I felt were good, too. Um, so, yeah. Number 19 is Dinosaur Jr.'s Freebird Into Space. Number 18 is Dropkick Murphy's Turn Up the Dial. I almost put this further down, I mean, further up, but it really felt like the same old Dropkick Murphy's. If you've listened to Dropkick Murphy's, you know what to expect. They're a bunch of Irish punk rockers with bagpipes in um, Boston. I saw their uh, concert that they did for lockdown this year, and that was great on St. Patrick's Day. And they had a lot of great songs from this album. Uh, Nick, Nick Jones' Nick My Pudding is a very funny song. Smash Shit Up is pretty cool. song lyrics. Middle Finger was pretty good. Queen of Suffolk County was pretty good. Um, the album felt a bit more lighthearted than what we usually get from them. There, were, there weren't as many political songs this time around. But it's just the same old thing that you've come to expect from them, so that's why it winds up in the number 18 spot. Next up is Modest Mouse, The Golden Casket. I was really surprised that Modest Mouse came out with a new album this year. Because I really, because it's been so long since they did one, I thought they were done. And I'd actually been mean to check out their album, because I've always liked a few of their songs here and there. And this was a good one to check out. Um, I liked We Are Between. Wooden Soldiers was pretty good. The Sun Hasn't Left. And uh, Leave a Light Home was probably one of the best songs on the album. So if they're, com if they're coming back, I'm all for it. This was really good to check out. Next up at number 16 is our is my um, EP pick. I was originally not going to include EPs because they're so short. But then I saw other people including EPs on their album countdowns. So... I figured I should go ahead and do that. Um, thank you, scientists. Blake Accommodations comes in at number 16. This was a four-song EP. And I'm putting it here two reasons. One, it's good. And two, I really feel that Thank You, Scientists deserves more attention than they've gotten. They're one of the best bands ever. Lots of cool instruments and stuff. This, this doesn't have any instrumental tracks like their last album did. And all the songs are probably about five minutes each, but it's worth checking out. And next up is my number 15 release. 
Number 15 is Chevelle Niratias. I think it's how you pronounce it. It's really an abbreviation for Nothing is Real and This is a Simulation. I was really impressed with this album. It had a it has a beautiful cover, some beautiful cover art from Boris Vallejo. And it really felt like the kind of music that would be perfect for The Matrix or some other cyberpunk type movie. Um, this is their ninth band, and I was, and I've heard that this may be their last album. I really hope it's not. It was a really, it was actually meant to be a comp, a concept album, and unlike the other concept album that I reviewed this year, it actually did seem to meet its concept pretty well. It was. It fell into its. It was a beautiful. It was a great representation of its concept, and I really felt like it was a good little. I'd like to see a, a good uh, attempt at things. Had a very nice tool sound to it too. Um, best songs were Mars Simulay, So Long Mother Earth, and. Um, Remember When and Lost in Digital Woods and Self-Destructor. I almost forgot about that one. So yeah, this one, I really hope they do, that they make more stuff because it made me want to check out more stuff. Next up is the number 14 album's Church's Green Violence. This one really surprised me. Lauren Mayberry had some great vocals on this album all the way through. Um, this is actually the first time I've listened to Churches, and now I want to check out the rest of their stuff. Um, they got a great song. They got a great guest appearance by Robert Smith on How Not to Drown. How Not to Drown. That was, and he even co-wrote it. And I say if if they decide to have him again on it, that'll definitely get me to listen again. Even if they don't, I'll still check him check it out. I mean. The minute I heard Robert Smith was on the album, I definitely had to check it out. So they got me, they got my attention. Um, another one, I mean, some other good songs were uh, He Said, She Said, Behind the Lights, Lullabies, and Nightmares. Pretty much the whole album is great. So yeah, I'm, I'd say this was the best synth pop album of the year. So let's go on to the next one. Number 13 is our new artist award, best new best debut album award, and it's Arlo Parks Collapsed in Sunbeams. I'd heard about this from Crash Thompson's Femi reviews that he does that he would do every quarter. And I really liked her vibe. She had a really jazzy type feel to her album. And I think it would be, I think she's got a lot of potential here. This album was just beautiful, and I listened to it a lot. In fact, I it made good music for just relaxing, too. And the way this year was, I needed music to relax, to, uh, relax too. Um, the best songs were 
Caroline, Black Dog, no, it has nothing to do with the Led Zeppelin song. Green Eyes was probably the highlight. And so was highlight of the album. Four Violet and then Bluish was pretty good too. This had a really nice bluesy feel and I with a bit of an R&B to it. And I really hope that she gets potential. I mean, get some, some more stuff out because she got nominated for a Grammy for Best Alternative Music Album. I don't think she's going to win it. I don't think she won it. But she definitely deserved the nomination. Number 12, Cheap Trick in Another World. I was really surprised that Cheap Trick was still making music. And still making good music on top of that. Hold on a minute. This was actually another album that was delayed by the pandemic. It was actually started recording in 2018. And then there was and then we had a whole year with a before we got a cover of John Lennon's Give Me Some Truth. That, and then it was finally released in 2021 with a with Light the Fire being its third single and it was worth the wait folks this was really a good straight rocker um some great songs in here the summer looks good on you another world the party and probably the best song on the album Light the Fire so it was worth the wait Next up is our number 11 album, Alice Cooper with Detroit Stories. Yes, Alice Cooper is still making music, and it sounds great. There was some really nice R&B edge to this album that I was not expecting from him. And it was just a straight-up rocker. It was with a great cover of the Velvet Underground's Rock and Roll. And another, and an okay cover of Our Love Will Change the World from from Outrageous Cherry. Uh, Social Debris was a straight-up rocker. $1,000 high heel shoes was a stomper. Um, we also had a cover of MC5 Sister Anne that was pretty good. So it may not be the best thing that Alice Cooper's done, but it was certainly showing that he still has life in him. And I was really, I was pleasantly impressed. We're heading into the top 10, folks. We got at number 10, Neil Young and Crazy Horse's Barn. This one I almost didn't include because of how late it arrived, but then I thought, well, it's still part of the... It's still released in 2021, so I guess I better include it. Neil Young is... there. Is sounding really good on this and um, there was some really nice critical acclaim on this one I was really impressed that with the album all overall and crazy house crazy horse is definitely one of Neil Young's best backing bands song of the seasons was beautiful strange ain't never gonna come was pretty good shape of you was Great, and then there was the best song, They Might Be Lost. It wasn't as, I don't think there was much politics in this one, but Neil Young doesn't always need to get into politics. So, 
this was definitely worth checking out and if it and if it had debuted a little earlier it might have wound up higher and now for the highest charting debut on my album spirit box eternal blue i'd heard a lot about this album from a person i follow on youtube who said that he wanted them to get more of a push especially since they're a brand new band he's always for a new for new artists getting more airplay and considering that this was an artist that was brand new and they weren't going to get a lot of promotion due to the pandemic i had to check this out and courtney laplante's vocals are really nice and breathy it had a bit of a metalcore metalcore feel to it almost a bit of the same lines as deftones or Maybe a little bit of My Bloody Valentine. There was a bit of distortion here and there that was well appreciated. So this one had some great stuff on it. Um, songs, you know, the best songs I heard were Hurt You, Yellow Jacket, Secret Garden, Holy Roller. The Kyle track was probably the best thing on it. And um, then there was Halcyon, I think is how I pronounce that word. Yeah. So yeah, this was the best debut of the year. And I really hope that I get to see get to hear more stuff from these guys. At number eight is Until This Shakes Apart by Five Iron Frenzy. This was some really good ska and punk rock here. What I like about Five Iron Frenzy is they're a Christian band, but they're not like most Christian bands. They're actually not afraid to be political and take a few stabs at the Republican Party and the way the Republican Party has been the last few years they need all the garbage thrown at them that they need to be called out on every single thing especially for exploiting Christianity and this song was all about that we had Bullfight for an Open Ring which was a great little song about Sandy Hook Renegades was pretty good too um, While Supplies Last them. This was a great little psalm for me to listen to when I was getting angry at what was going on at January 6th and how we still haven't gotten any progress made on that. Well, we've gotten some, but we still haven't gotten after the politicians who helped out. So this was definitely an album that we needed this year. Up next is another one that really surprised me, Liz Fair with her seventh album, Soberish. It's been 11 whole years since Liz Fair came up with a new album, and it was definitely one that I wasn't expecting from her. It sounded, I mean, it got positive reviews all, all across the board, and I think it's one of the best, and I think it was one of the best albums that she did, especially since her debut album, Exiles in Exile in Guyville, and since um, her last album, Fun Style. So we had great songs were Hey Lou, Good Side, Sheridan Road. The title track was definitely the highlight of the album. Soul Sucker was a straight-up rocker. This one definitely gets into my top ten easily. At number six is Billie Eilish's latest album, Happier Than Ever. When Billie Eilish came out with When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? I knew that this girl was going to 
light up the charts. And I was right. She got all kinds of awards for it. And, um, I mean, for her previous album. And this album was is definitely going to get some Grammy nominations next year for sure. She's going to rack up all kinds of stuff. She and her brother Phineas are a great duo. And I really like that this album had a bit more of a mature sound from her. Um, and I, and she did the album in concert for Disney+. Plus. That was a wonderful concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, some of my favorites were Getting Older, Billy Bossanova, My Future, Oxytocin, Goldwing, Lost Cause, Not My Responsibility was a pretty quick one, but I still liked it. Uh, Your Power was a interesting one, and Therefore I Am was just a straight-up bounce of a hit. So, Billy is just continuing to impress me. I really like her vibe. She's got a really nice voice. I hope she can still keep that potential going. I don't think she's going to go away anytime soon, folks. This is the first time I've actually had a few people get on my countdown more than once ever since I started it. So I'm really glad to see her get this high up. Next up, starting up the top five, Garbage with their um, seventh album, No Gods, No Monsters. First time and first album in five years, too. And it was another one of those albums that was delayed quite a bit. It was, I think it was supposed to come out in 2019, but it got delayed just a tiny bit, but not enough to really mess things up too much. And it really does some great um, attacks at corporations. The men who rule the rule the world had some had some pretty choice lyrics and some and had a really good rocking vibe here. Shirley Manson still sounds great after all these years. We had Wolves was pretty good. Waiting for God had a really nice breathy sound to it, along with Godhead. And then the title track was really great. And this city will rock you. I mean, will kill you. Was probably one of the best songs of the year. There was also a bonus disc that had some covers on it, but I'm not going to get into that. But if you want to check out her version of Starman and Because of Night, go ahead. Those were pretty good, too. So, yeah. Garbage can still rock. Next up at number four is Gojira's seventh album, Fortitude. I'm normally not that much into groove metal, but this one I had to make an exception for, and I think it was a really great album. It had a different feel to it from what I've heard of from um, Gojira. I had to check out some of their al other albums because I'd never listened to them before, but now I'm going to have to check out their whole career. I've only listened to two other albums from them as a result of this. So it made me want to check them out. So it definitely deserves a, to be put here. Um, my favorite songs were Born for One Thing. Amazonia was a, had a really nice groove to it. Another World was pretty good too. In fact, that was the song that really got me interested in them. Uh, the Chant was pretty was 
excellent, and so was Sphinx. This was definitely the best metal album of the year, at least from a band that's younger than the next one. On to number three, Greta Van Fleet, Battle at Garden's Gate. I think this album will finally get Greta Van Fleet out of their Led Zeppelin comparisons, or it might not. Because Josh still sounds like Robert Plant, a younger version of Robert Plant. But it also had some more, had a more folksy feel to it. I was really impressed with this. Um, it, they're still going to have to deal with the comparisons, but I feel like you could do worse than get that criticism. The whole album, almost the entire album, is definitely worth checking out. Pete Above was a great starter. I didn't quite like My Way Assumed at first, but it grew on me. Broken Bells was probably one of the best songs, and so was Built, Built by Nations. Tears of Things went down, down a bit with Age of Machine, but then they... Quickly rolls up with Tears of Rain and Stardust Courts. The only song I couldn't that I could do with that was Trip to Life Fantastic. And then the final uh, the final song was definitely worth worth it with the um because when Greta Van Fleet decides to go long, they always sound great. They sounded great when they did their longer version of Lover Lever on the previous album and The Way to Dreams was the best song on the album and definitely made me want to replay it again and again. Next up is our number two release, Iron Maiden with Sinjutsu. I've never really been that big of an Iron Maiden fan. I'm really more of a Judas Priest fan when it comes to thrash metal. But don't get me wrong, I do like Iron Maiden a lot. In fact, I'm serious. I am going to do a ranking the discography over on my Ask Me Catholic blog where I go through all 17 of their albums and rank them from worst to best. Finding a worst Iron Maiden album might be an interesting, might be a hard one to do for me. And I've really been meaning to check out their catalog, their back catalog, just because of listening to a few albums here and there and realizing that I need to Check them out more. Um, the title track was a great startup. Writing on the Wall was a great single. Days of Future Past was pretty good too. The second side was, I think, the real um, attraction because it had had some of the longer songs on it like Darkest Hour and Death of the Celts and Hell on Earth. And of course, the, and the Parchment being the longest one on the album. The album takes a long time to listen to, but it is definitely worth it. Bruce Dickinson is definitely showing some of his age and some of the cancer problems, but everyone sounds great. Dave and Dave and Adrian and Janik are still sound cool together. Steve Harris this is still one of the best bassists in rock history. So yeah, this was definitely one of the best albums I've heard from Iron Maiden. And my number one release would have to be Epica's eighth album 
Omega. I've often said that if you really want some of the best metal, you need to go to Europe, and Epica is no exception for that. Um, we also we got a continue the finale for their Kingdom of Heavens suite with um, part three, the Antediluvian Universe. I think is how you pronounce that word. Um, Abyss of Time was pretty good. Simone Simon has had some has beautiful vocals on this album all the way through. This was definitely one that I kept listening to a lot. The whole album is just beautiful and I've always and I've been a fan of symphonic metal for a long time and it just did not disappoint. There was not a single bad song on the album. Mark Jansen's guitars were top notch and so was Alice and um the orchestration on this was really good. This was definitely the best album of the year for me. And that's it for my best albums of the year countdown. I And uh, let me go ahead and give you guys my um, honorable mentions here because this there was, there was way too many to pick from. Um, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, Carnage, Blackmore's Night, Nature's night nature's light was pretty good um the dead daisies holy ground halloween self-titled album i was not expecting halloween at all thunders all the right moves i mean all the right noises excuse me not all the right moves and rise against no regeneration all of these got my honorable mention this year oh and pretty reckless too death by rock and roll and Foo Fighters, Medicine at Midnight. So yeah, there were a lot of great albums this year. This was definitely one of the best years ever. Next week, we're going to be doing my... I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on the Hawkeye miniseries on Disney+. And that's it for this year. You can find past episodes of... The Catholic Spectrum on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, if you're on a Kindle, iHeart, Radio, I don't know if they have it. Google Podcasts has it, I know that much, and so does Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook as Jason Thayer. My email address is, rock, is RadicalEverageAWT at gmail.com. You can follow me on YouTube, where I post all, this, all my piano stuff. You can follow me on Discord, where I am known as Radical Edward, hashtag 7597. And remember everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you later and see you again in 2022.